fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? Today is Monday, November 2nd, 2015. episode 168 of The Hot Box. I'm Matt Lee, as always, joined today by COO and co-founder of Craft Vapory, Josh Crane. Uh, if you guys know a while ago, we did a little review on the whole Craft Vapory e-seg uh, system, how you go online and you make an account and you're like, I like these flavors and I don't like these flavors. And then every month, boom, you get new flavors in the box. Very cool. Uh, right to your door, Josh Crane. How you doing, man? Good to have you on the Hotbox. I am great. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Excellent. So how did you – you guys started this uh, when exactly? Uh, we officially launched in December of 2013. No, 20, yeah, 2013. Excellent. Uh, so just about two years now. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary on, uh, on December 16th here. So – uh, first, we started as a subscription program, which you just described, and uh, then we expanded into online e-commerce about six months later. Um, about uh, almost a year ago now, we uh, we also started wholesaling to vape shops all over the country and now the world. And then we launched our Craft Vapory Certifiably Vapable Liquids, uh, which are our own liquid line, uh, here about two months ago. And I actually got some of those in the mail. They are, I got the uh, cornbread, which is awesome. Uh, I have the sticky rice. You can see that there. And then the It's Toast, which I also love the names. It's just like, it's toast. Like, well, what's yeah. it taste? Well, it's toast. I mean, and then uh, still from the first box I got uh, when I got the, the uh, Ego one here is uh, the Berry McQueen. Which is still, oh, yeah. still definitely uh, enjoying that. But yeah, that's cool. What made you guys branch out to start doing your own flavors and everything? Uh, we actually started there. I mean, we started developing flavors before we even launched the subscription program. So we always knew that was something we wanted to do. But we felt like we could build credibility for ourselves and our ability to really identify premium by starting with the subscription program. So we started that first while we were developing the flavors. And then uh, we started testing the flavors with, uh, with our customers, our subscribers, um, to kind of dial them in. So we were working them all, on them all along. We always knew we wanted to be there. And as far as the original question, you know, for us, we always wanted craft to be, uh, you know, as vertically integrated as possible and participating as many different layers in the industry as we possibly could. So, um, you know, manufacturing was always really important to us. Distribution was always really important. And then being able to, you know, have a direct relationship with our customers was obviously really important as well. That's cool. If you go to craftvapory.com, you'll see what I'm showing here on the hangout, the live show. Uh, and you guys have all sorts of just easy to use, easy to access. Like the information is right there. It's very visual. The, the website is beautiful. I gotta say, I've, I've seen a lot of these like subscription based services and a lot of them do just straight up look like WordPress themes. 
like I'm WordPress runs everything, but it doesn't have to look like a WordPress theme, kind of like our our podcast sites do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I think we're we're all sort of internet entrepreneurs before we were in vaping. So, uh, you know, I think we're we're getting to a level of happiness with our website. We're constantly working on, you know, making something about it better. And so, there's a new version actually coming uh, in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully, you like that even more. Oh, very cool. And uh, yeah, if if people don't know, like this was kind of my first dip into vaping like e-cigs. I, I work in a, a extraction lab, so all of my vaping stuff is like cannabis related. So when they approached me and were like, yo, do you want to review this and, and check out some flavors? I, I am a smoker. So I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And after once you get the hang of it, like it, if you don't know and don't read the instructions, like it can definitely kind of you don't know where to put the fluid and and we we run into the same thing as far as uh, educating our customers in, in our industry. It's like you gotta you know put this in a certain way and all that. But but once you have it figured out, man, it is really awesome. And I like that you guys also provide the hardware as well because like I like I said, I didn't have anything that would work for nicotine cigs. Like it was all all cannabis related, so they they hooked it up. And uh, yeah, it it works really well. And I think you'll find that a lot of it does cross over from the you know from the cannabis world to the vaping world. Uh, the batteries are largely all the same. You know, most of the the tanks use a standard we call it a five ten connection, but yep. the thread of the tank is standard. So a lot of the the actual devices are interchangeable. Um, you know, when it comes to the tanks, I, what you're using is a lot more viscous and thick than what we're using. So sometimes you need different atomizers or different tanks. But it, a lot of times the tanks work for both, especially on the, the oil side for you. But you wouldn't want to co-mingle it. You wouldn't want to put, you know, a nicotine product in after your cannabis product. But, right. yeah, it's a lot of it's interchangeable. And you're right. The education about how to use this stuff is really poor. Uh, and so a lot of what craft is set up to do is to try and hold people's hands to walk them through, you know, the vaping experience. So not only are we handpicking and kind of curating what goes in that monthly subscription box in terms of the liquids, we've also identified a bunch of hardware that we think is sort of the best of the best of what's out there, whether that's the easiest to use or the easiest to maintain or the longest lasting, you know, I mean, all of this stuff, uh, you know, has a lifespan. So, we're trying to identify the best of the best of vaping and then bring that forward. And then we've got all these great kind of support services that we built in to help people become a vapor, stay a vapor. I mean, you said you were a smoker. Hopefully this is helping you to reduce the amount of cigarettes that you're smoking. Um, and we want people to really stick with it. So we've got industry uh, sort of best customer service. You can call our 1-800 number and get you know help with any of the products that we sold you as well as just sort of general vaping help. We've got a Facebook group, We Are Craft Vapors. That's really good, uh, you know, sort of support group for people like you who, you know, want to stay away from traditional tobacco and need the help, you know, need the support of the community as well as the product. So we try and deliver all. That's cool, especially when it comes to the hardware. I I was reading a couple of articles uh, up on ICMag about uh, these aftermarket batteries like exploding and putting like mouthpieces through people's throats and and stuff and what they end up doing is getting these mods that come in parts and they don't have an understanding of volts and ohms and everything so they wire it up and the thing explodes because they don't wire it up properly 
Yeah, so, and I mean, any any story that you've seen about an e-cig exploding, about someone getting hurt using one of these, and I hate to say it, but 100% of the time, it's user error. It's PebCat, yeah. It's all user yeah. error. Every the single device, one. Yeah, the devices have become uh, very advanced. You know, they they come in parts. Like, I don't know if you guys can see my screen, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a... I've got a, a battery device with a chip that regulates the output down here. Up here, I've got a tank. They come together. They actually literally screw together. They're different parts from different manufacturers. So what's happening with these explosions is there's a little pin. Let's see if I've got one here. There's sort of pulled up another one. There's this little pin at the very bottom, right? That's what screws into your batteries, these right. threads. This is an atomizer, right? Inside this, I would have a coil, and I would put, you know, a wick inside the coil, put liquid on the wick, and then this is what I would use to create the vapor. But that little pin on the very bottom there, right, there's a positive part of it, which is the center. There's a negative, which mm-hmm. is the outside. And I don't want to get too technical here. But a lot of times that positive part is recessed. And when you screw it down into the device, it's making direct connection with the battery. Right. Well, if the sleeve on the outside is also making connection with the positive top of the battery, you're going to short that battery out. Right. And so what's happened is there's these devices called hybrids, which just allows this device to connect directly with the battery. But there are devices, atomizers like this, that should not be connected to hybrid devices because the positive pin doesn't protrude out from the negative sleeve. And so you short the battery. It would happen if you shorted a, you know, a, a 1.5 volt AA battery. The same thing would happen. Um, you know, batteries vent and then they ultimately, you know, break down. And if they break down uh, in a certain way, they can explode. So we preach safe vaping. That's why we have the Facebook group. That's why we have the customer service. All of our advanced devices have warnings on the website when you buy them. Um, you know, some of our devices even go out with a little warning card to kind of let you know this is an advanced device. Don't use this unless you know what you're doing. Call us and get help before you hurt yourself kind of, you know, warning. Right. So we want people to be safe. We want people to really enjoy this. We want vaping to be around for the long haul. And so it's, you know, it's very important to make sure that our customers are as educated as they possibly can be so that we don't have mistakes, we don't have issues, and, we'll, and instead what we get is a bunch of people who are really loving their experience. Yeah, and it's it's things that you wouldn't even think about. Like I, one in particular I read is someone had a spare battery in a pocket that they also had change in, and the change, you know, it, it made the circuit and it shorted the battery and it went pop. So it just simple things like that that people need to know that that's really awesome that you guys have like all that information and the resources as far as like a group and a community out there and like a number you can call that you don't see that yeah. a lot. We try. I mean, it can always get better. And I mean, I think, you know, we're firm believers that we can always try and improve what we're doing. So we're always looking for better ways to get that education out there, better ways to, you know, make sure people are, you know, doing the right thing and really enjoying, you know, what they're vaping. So I, I think it's good now and, you know, we're perfectionists. So we'll just keep working to make it better until we, I trying. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys have a podcast as well. I was uh, checking out a while ago. I'm not. Is that something you guys do like all the time, or was it just a special thing at that conference you were at? No. So we do. Uh, we it's weekly. We just recorded our 35th episode. I'm the host. Hi. Excellent. Um, and I mean, look for me. The best part of the job are the conversations that I have with people in the industry that nobody ever hears. It's the conversation in the hallway outside of the meeting or, 
in between two booths in a, you know, at a convention. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I decided to try and bring some of that forward because I started falling in love with some of the people in the industry, which makes me love their products even more, right? I like, have this weird obsession with Steve Jobs and how creative he was. It makes me love Apple products even more. And so I felt like if people could fall in love with the, the faces behind the brand, the personality behind the brand, they may be more apt and likely to want to try that person's product. So well, it's huge. It's a whole, yeah. it's a connection, you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. connecting with another human, regardless of the, the business at hand. It's like, it's, right. it's a connection there. and people, you know, we thrive on that. So, uh, so I start off by having different, you know, liquid manufacturers on. I've had a number of people who are influential to the community, but not necessarily making products. Uh, the episode that you're talking about, we do uh, Vape Summit is the big sort of vaping convention uh, in the U.S. There's a couple of them a year. We do the awards at Vape Summit, so the best best in show awards are are sort of run and presented by Craft Vapery. So the episode you're talking about, I had the judges on from the most recent convention to talk about the liquids they liked and they didn't and the judging process and, you know, what it was like to be a judge. And, um, but yeah, you know, we try and bring forward cool personalities and cool stories from vaping. And it's, uh, it's definitely a show for, uh, we didn't design it to be an industry of vaping industry show, but it's sort of turned into one that, you know, vaping industry people are very interested in. We try and keep it accessible so that consumers are also, you know, can jump right in and, and follow along and not feel like we're just inundating them with a bunch of, you know, industry insider stuff that they don't get. So we try and make it fun and accessible. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, sometimes we don't really talk about anything serious. Sometimes, it, you know, the conversation gets very serious. Um, tomorrow I'm recording an episode with uh, the president of the Smoke Free Alternative Trade Association. That will be a very serious mm-hmm. politics-driven episode. Hopefully the week after I have someone fun, it'll be, you know, back to slapstick and junk punches. Change it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's a way to get me out of the office and bring some of the cool stuff that I do, you know, behind the scenes forward for the customers. And, you know, it's a, it's a labor of love. I'm sure, as you know, with your podcast, you know, it's not, not every episode is the most fun. And, you know, not every episode is like the thing you're the most excited about that week. But, you, you know, you do it and you hope that people love it and, and, if they don't and they stop watching, I'll stop doing it. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Because there's no like, you're not getting canceled. It's like this show can go on as long as we can talk, pretty much. It is. I come from like a tech background, and it 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 shares a lot of the same similarities as far as audiences, like uh, people that are into tech and like mobile and uh, phones and tablets and Android and iOS and all that stuff. Like they like that kind of beneath the curtain background kind of stuff. So I feel like it, it, it is the same in, in the, as it is in the cannabis industry, as it is in the vaping industry that like people like that kind of behind the scenes. Of course, it's not all going to be for everybody, but I feel like the majority, like they, they like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and look, I come from the video game world and uh, a lot of our early customers and kind of podcast listeners followed me from my roots in video gaming. So, what did you do? What, uh, what's uh, what, what was your background? I was one of the founders of G4 TV. Nuh-uh, really? Yeah. Dude, so, wow. um, yeah, I was part of the, the founding seven of the network. Um, so I was, you know, I was in the video game industry, but on the, the journalism side yeah, for yeah. 11 years. Um, so a lot of our early followers came from, you know, the G4 sort of community. Like tech TV, G- yeah, yeah. 
I say that. And then our podcast is actually uh, Kevin Pereira, who used to be one of the hosts on on G4. He did a show called Attack of the Show and a couple other shows for G4. Uh, he does a podcast called Pointless Podcast, and he had me and my business partner for Craft on as guests. Uh, and we had such a tremendous response from his audience that we decided to do our own podcast. So we use his studio, his mics, and all that. And we've, you know, we've managed to kind of siphon a chunk of his audience off to come follow Craft. <laughs> but we do very well with the tech crowd. I mean, I feel like they're the ones that understand the technology that goes into these devices, and uh, you know, and kind of the thrill of there's a there's a lot of parallels between overclocking your computer and setting up your vape. Right. Or, you know, getting your, you know, your, your vape experience dialed in is not too dissimilar from really dialing in your 3D gaming experience. And so I find that tech adopters, especially those that were smokers, really gravitate quickly towards, uh, you know, towards vaping. And, you know, we're, we're there for them with that same tech savvy, you know, kind of approach that, you know, they feel like we're, we're one of them and they can really, you know, talk to us about the tech side of things. Well, that's cool. And it makes lives easier too. Like you don't have to stop in the middle of your coding to go outside and have a smoke. Like you can just sit there like you're vaping while you're doing it. You know, if you can do that where, where you're working, of course. And, and yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a time saver in that aspect. And I, I can see that, you know, being all over the tech industry. I mean, it's, conferences we go to like there's a lot of things you can't just like smoke at that vaping is a lot more accepted it seems like yeah and it's getting harder and harder to vape uh in public i mean there's there's been several cities and states that have you know decided that vaping should be the same as as cigarette smoking uh and you know they're kind of pushing you off into into sort of smoking sections and you can't smoke in restaurants or vape in restaurants and you know so i mean vapors are getting the same sort of prosecution or persecution that smokers are getting, but it's a lot easier to sort of stealth vape. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) If I lit up a cigarette inside, everybody would know Instantly, right? Yeah, yeah. And not headed at, you know, anybody know. I feel like it's like a small section, though, that are into, like, the big giant clouds that, like, there is a time and a place for that. And if you're just trying to get your nicotine fix, you can do that without, you know, blowing out a giant cloud that gets in everyone's food. So I can kind of understand that. It it, it feels like a small... There is a... You know, look, vaping has a very active community, but it's not a huge community. And so... It seems very loud when they all come together and, you know, and have one voice. But you're right. It's, it's a very small percentage of the population that's doing cloud chasing. The majority of people who are quote-unquote vapors aren't vapors. They're doctors and lawyers and nurses right, and right. housewives and stay-at-home dads. And, you know, they're people. They're it's smokers. a tool, you know. It's, it's not a hobby like for the, the right. other. And, you know, maybe 1% of them go crazy on the hobbyist angle. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, start collecting mods, and you know, I've got hundreds of them. But uh, you know, for every one of me, there's a hundred people out there that want the simplest starter kit possible. They want to know what the liquids are that they're going to like, and they don't care about the rest. They're not going to ever watch my podcast. They're not going to get involved in Facebook groups, right? They're going to vape. They're going to go on about their life, and they're going to vape instead of smoke. And, and that's really the holy grail for us. It's converting smokers into vapors. That's, you know, I never want to lose sight of that. There's a lot of stuff we do with the vape community. There's a lot of activism stuff. And a lot of that is, you know, is largely us preaching to ourselves. 
because the vape community, the really active ones, they know about all those. What we really need to do is get out to smokers, which is why I love coming on podcasts like yours. You know, it's not necessarily about vaping. It's not about nicotine. It's not about the vaping culture. But you may have, you know, following U.S. statistics, 20% of your listeners probably smoke cigarettes. And those are the people that we're interested in. You know, we, we want you to have an alternative to combustible tobacco. And we want you to feel like, you know, you've got someplace to go for the support that you need because emotionally quitting smoking, even replacing it with something else is daunting. And so, you know, that's really kind of what we're all about is getting, getting the message out to smokers and letting them know that we're really there, not just to get them started vaping, but to hold their hand and support them, you know? And for me, someone who uses vaping to quit vaping is just as important as someone who uses vaping to, to quit smoking cigarettes. Um, it's it's the same success story. We got you off of combustible tobacco and you're either happy with vaping or you quit that too. But it's it's a lot easier too, because you can, you can control your dosages a lot easier if you can stick. You're also not exposing yourself to, uh, you know, a number of other chemicals that you're addicted to in a tobacco cigarette that aren't present in, uh, in vaping. So, you know, there's a number of things you become chemically addicted to lead, steering, chloroform, formaldehyde that are, you know, really, really bad stuff. But in small doses, your brain, you know, gets very highly sort of chemically addicted to them. So you're addicted to, you know, somewhere like 90 something chemicals in cigarettes. One of them is nicotine. Right. So, you know, vaping gets rid of the other, the other 89 chemicals, keeps the nicotine. And as long as you use it safely, there is no formaldehyde. There is, there are no carcinogens. Um, again, used within the proper, you know, parameters. And so it is a lot easier to quit, quit vaping than it is to quit smoking. And, you know, most smokers find the first three days really suck. The first three days of vaping really suck. You're getting the nicotine, but something's missing. And I'm I'm here to tell you what's missing is your addiction to lead, (laughs) chloroform, sterine, formaldehyde. And so it takes about 72 hours for the body to physiologically break those addictions once you do, the only thing that's left is the nicotine, and it's a much easier addiction to manage. Definitely. Definitely. I've seen a lot I've of a lot places that have the that uh, signs up signs that are saying, up. like, you can come in here and, and get a free vape, and they'll help you quit smoking, that, that sort of thing. There's definitely getting to be a lot more of that out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, here in California, we've got vape shops. There's probably... Latest estimate I heard was somewhere around 12,000 vape shops in the country. We probably have 5,000 of them here in California. So it's a saturated market now in some areas. And, you know, they're all offering, you know, starter kits, whether they're free or a reduced price. And the idea is let's get you the hardware for as cheap as possible because ultimately what you're going to spend your money on is the liquids, right? right? Just like lighters should be free. Here's your pack of cigarettes that you paid for kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, we, and, and, you know, the liquids for us is that's clearly where the business is. That's the product we want you to buy, but it's, that's the, you know, in the razors and razor blade model, you only need one, you only need one razor, but you need new blades, you know, every time you shave. Yeah. Not you or I, but of course. people who actually shave. Right. right. Well, it is November. <laughs> so have you, have, has there been a lot of studies on like the long-term, uh, use of PGs and VGs and PEGs and all of those different uh, substances that are holding the nicotine and the uh, flavors. You guys use terpenes? What, uh, I'd like to talk about the flavoring after this, but... 
Yeah, no, okay, so uh, no terpenes. Um, mostly it's propylene glycol PG and vegetable glycerin VG. Right. Uh, there's a new one called uh, propanadiol, which is a PG substitute that's new and I haven't tested at all. That's not PEG. That's something also different? Something totally new. Okay. Um, there's a tremendous amount of studies around PG specifically because people have been inhaling it in asthma inhalers mm. uh, since the 60s and smoke machines in Hollywood since the 40s and 50s. So uh, there's a lot of data out there about PG, and all the data says is that PG is really safe, so safe that you can use it to clean things. And they've gone as far, you know, like they use PG in Vegas, for example, to clean the recirculated air. Uh, so the PG is a is sterilizing agent for the most part. It cleans, you know, it cleans the tissues of your lungs, even though none of us are really talking about that much. Uh, VG is much less studied, although it's far more ingested. It's in a ton of PGs in a ton of foods as well. Right. right. Uh, inhalation studies are, are are coming. You know, for the most part, people think that inhaling PG is better than VG, but I assume they're both relatively inert. Um, you know, and as far as the flavorings, most of the flavorings are food-based flavorings. So it's the same flavorings that you would use to make a, a cake taste like it was a blueberry cake versus, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, and they're food flavorings and it's literally the same food flavorings that, that, you know, you would buy if you were a bakery or, you know, Coca-Cola or anybody else, a candy maker. So, um, you know, and I think inhalation studies are, are coming. So far, what they've studied is the combined product the flavoring plus the VG plus the PG plus the nicotine. Right. Uh, and from what they can tell, you know, 95% of the health risks associated with cigarettes are mitigated by vape. Now, long-term, I think there'll be more studies. You know, those studies are year-long, two-year. You know, the industry is still very new. Right. But I think over the next five years, we'll see more and more. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, we've never said, and no one in our industry should ever say, that vaping is safe. What we do say and what we do believe, and the studies so far back this up, that it is a safer alternative to tobacco. Right. Uh, I mean, you can't claim anything like that, like a driving a car is safe. You know, there's always something, user error. I mean, there, there's it's life. There's something going to happen. Right. And so if you're really concerned about the health risks, uh, don't inhale any of this. Exactly. Uh, if you are, you know, if you're concerned about the fact that you're already smoking and what you're inhaling with that, then all the data shows that this is 95% more, uh, you know, safer than smoking a cigarette. And I, you know, we welcome and support all the studies that are being done now. And, you know, we're hoping that there's some good data to follow. Yeah. And like you said, it's still really new. So there's, you know, we can go off of the studies that have been conducted in the other industries, but there will be lots of neat data to, to check out. So what do you guys have planned for the near future? You guys have more new flavors coming out and you, you mentioned uh, at the top of the show, a new website design uh, coming out. Yeah. So uh, we have a bunch of stuff. So we've got a, a lot of tweaks planned for the subscription program. Um, for example, we'll be adding in some gamification, some points and some member rewards and things like that. Oh, cool. Uh, we're really keen on rolling out rewards for our existing members or oftentimes get really caught up in, 
here's an incentive for you if you sign up today. Right, which right. alienates all of the people that were already loyal subscribers. So we're working on some stuff to kind of keep, uh, you know, let them know that we really appreciate them. Uh, I mentioned the new version of the website. We're currently testing uh, three additional flavors for the Craft Vapory Certifiably Vapable Liquids line. Um, we've also become a, uh, a sort of master manufacturer and master distributor of uh, liquids. So we're now manufacturing about 10 different brands and distributing 19 brands. So uh, we have some new brands that we'll be announcing that we're manufacturing, a couple of collab partnerships that are coming up in 2016. And, uh, and then we're really, really focused on uh, expanding into the international market. So uh, I just got back from Paris. Next week I turn around and go to, to Ireland. Um, early next year we'll be in the UK and in Germany. We're really, really focused on making sure that we can bring you know, all of what we do for vaping to more than just the U.S. market. So definitely a lot planned, a lot in store. Um, and, I, you know, keeping us all very busy around here. That's awesome. I mean, you have you have the the first part of it done to reach the international market. I mean, website, like, you can hit it anywhere. It's, it's right. a worldwide thing. And people should know, too, it's not just subscription-based. You guys have, like, the one-time uh, one-offs that you can just, if you like... Yeah. Let's say the sticky rice or the cornbread, you can like hop on there and, and get that stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, the way it works is if you want to subscribe, you get, in essence, everyone who joins Craft is becoming a member, right? And uh, you can become just a member and not get a box from us every month, or you can be a member and get that box. So when you subscribe, you're, you're becoming a member, which gives you uh, 10% off any purchase you make in the shop. It gives you free shipping on domestic orders. That's in the U.S. Uh, any order over thirty-five bucks, you get free shipping. <clears throat> it gives you uh, it gives you some rewards points and ways to earn you know points and cash through craft. Um, so there's benefits to members regardless of whether or not they get a subscription box. So if you add the subscription box onto that membership, then we send you a box every month, handpicked, curated specifically to match your flavor profile. You get a box every month. You can also add on things like replacement atomizers for that Ego One that you're using or a number of other popular tanks that are out there right now. You can add on a puck of Native Wicks cotton, which is 36 uh, inches of you know, high-quality cotton for wicking. So you can add on accessories you know, that will also ship out monthly. But then you can also, like you said, come back to the website and purchase anything that we've got to offer. So all the flavors that are available in the subscription program – plus about 160 different hardware items and some accessories. They're all available. You can buy those. And again, if you're a member, you get all that stuff at, at a discounted price because you're a member. Um, so, you know, once you're in the craft family, we would obviously love for you to be a subscriber. If you don't need us to pick your box every month, you can buy it all from us directly on the website. And, then, you know, then if you own a shop, we can, you know, we can power your inventory with the 19 brands that we distribute and then, as you you know, we both mentioned now, we make those liquids. So if you're just interested in trying out our certifiably vapable liquids line or any of the other lines that we manufacture, you can come right to our website and buy them directly. That's cool. And that was, that was my other question is that you guys, you have some uh, stuff in brick and mortars then. You don't have like a craft vapory store, but you are in uh, vape shops? 
Yeah, so uh, the 19 brands that we distribute, they're in about 400 vape shops now across the country, and we're actively increasing that number. Uh, the Craft Vapery Certified with Vapable Liquids line is in about 200 shops, uh, and obviously we're working very hard to increase that number. Um, you know, we're constantly adding new shops in the U.S., and then uh, we've got distribution in the U.K., in France, uh, in Ireland, um, in Malaysia, and coming soon, China. That's awesome. Worldwide. (laughs) Do you guys have any plans to get in the cannabis industry or is this just, is this your thing? Uh, We have some plans. I don't want to tip my hat too much. Sure. You know, that there's a lot of parallels between what we do here at craft with curating products Mm -hmm. that work in the cannabis space. And so, uh, you know, we're also, we're a, an international business. And so we try and play to the lowest common denominator in terms of laws. But, uh, you know, the moment that it goes uh, more than medicinal here in California, I think we've got a, a craft vertical that will pop up that services that industry on sort of a curated subscription point of view. And then, uh, you know, as the nation... I apologize. Um, but as the nation kind of swings that way, we'll look to expand it outside of California. That's excellent. And that's a, you heard it here first. So that's breaking news here on the, the hot box podcast. For you. That's right. Craft vapory weed vapes coming soon. Hopefully <laughs> yeah, we may call it like craft greenery or something. We'll, we'll figure We'll figure out the name when the time comes. That's awesome. We'll definitely have you back on. Uh, and we'll talk more about, uh, yeah, uh, about- I'd love to curate you a box of the, uh, the appropriate cannabis for specifically what ails you and what you need to enjoy your day. And I, I write weed reviews. I would love a box every <laughs> month. That would be fantastic. Okay, we'll just, definitely be in touch on that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, let's talk about the algorithm <clears throat> for a minute. I find that really interesting. Is it a lot of like human interaction or does this thing just kind of do it all on its own? Or can you even talk about, I know a lot of that stuff is, is real. One of my favorite subjects. Excellent. Um, Okay, the algorithm only takes you so far, right? And we did that on purpose. So at the end of the day, it is human beings doing the curation. It's a human-driven process. I feel like you're going to lose the human touch. You're going to lose the fact that we love what we do, that we love our customers, that we love these products, and that we've handpicked them because they do represent the best of the best in the industry. And so the algorithm, what the algorithm does is essentially lets us rule out things that aren't going to be a match, right? So you come into the system, you give, I have 16 flavor categories and you as a new vapor can yum or yuck any combination of those 16 categories, right? So that gives me some data points about you on average, about 40 points of data per customer. Hmm. And so that's some yucks, some, some yums. And then the space in between that you haven't given us any input means you're kind of open to it, but you don't love it. So that gives us a lot of information. The system can then say, okay, they yucked. We'll just pick an example. They yucked mints and menthols. They yucked baked goods, but they yummed breakfast cereals. They yummed tree fruits and they yummed citrus. So what the system, the algorithm does is it removes all the, the things that would be immediate negatives, right? Anything that was in your yuck categories, it's going to flag anything that's in your, that's not necessarily in your yum categories. And it's going to show our curators a list of all the flavors sorted by flavor categories that are a match for you. Oh, cool. So it's doing all, 
it's doing all the heavy lifting then, and then you have wow. that assisting the human aspect where they are then going through and, and utilizing the, the lifting that the, the algorithm just did to make it just more. Yeah, so that's really cool. Words, you know, we've got like 800-something flavors in the database. We're going to, you know, we're going to immediately with the software and the algorithm, we're going to rule out, you know, 700 of those. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be left with a list of 100, but then it's back to the humans. They have to look at you, what you've liked and what you've disliked, what you've liked historically in the past, because we collect this data every month from our customers. Uh, you can always go in and tell us, you know, rate each flavor that you got on a one to five rating. And so if you gave something a five star and it's, you know, it's in a certain flavor category, they say, okay, he liked this last month. He's probably going to like this this month because we know if you like that, then you may also like this. Sure. So a lot of it is really still humans, and I never want to get rid of that portion of it. Well, even if you if you look at things like Google, like they have their their play music service, all of their playlists that come in there, like those aren't done by by an algorithm. Like there are humans putting those playlists together. So even for a large, I mean, algorithm like Google, like that's what they do. You can't fine tune an algorithm to do everything. Like you have to have that human element. An algorithm can curate and then feed that list to a human, but a human still needs to to check it out. We do have a competitor who claims to be curated. They're using an algorithm all the way down to the last mile. I see a ton of complaints about their curation and how many false positives it generates and, you know, missed, <clears throat> missed matches that it creates. And so, you know, I want it done by people that the same curator touches your box every month. They know you. They get to know you through the data. They can message you directly through our system and vice versa. So it's not uncommon for our customers to get a message from their curator as they're sitting there looking at the flavor profile, like, hey, I was thinking about this for your box this month. It's a little bit out of your flavor profile, but I think you'll really like it. Do you want to try it? And so, you know, about 10% of our customers every month get a message similar to that. So it really still is very human. And then at the very end, once your box is, we've curated it and we've picked it, someone on my team writes you a handwritten letter just to remind you, hey, this is people. That was this cool. It's, it's made by a person. It's for a person. Let's not forget that you just interacted with a website, but really you interacted with my team. And we treated you like a human being and showed, tried to show you how much we loved you along the way. So, And you gave us yeah. Skittles. You gave us our favorite candies. <laughs> yeah. Um, it used to be M&M's. Oh, and no. I'm... Some- I'm well, down with the Skittles for sure. So Skittles. Every once in a while, I have someone tell me they hate Skittles, and I just say, "Well, I can't please everybody." That's a but, robot. That's that's the the Turing test right there. That is not a human that hates Skittles. I I don't believe that. Yeah, I'm always shocked when someone tells me that they hate candy. I love candy. <laughs> uh, I want it all. Uh, my favorite hol- my favorite holiday is Halloween, and I was in a candy coma like you know immediately after my kids surrendering the candy. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you dress up as? Uh, I just went as dad this year. Oh, nice. <laughs> Pretty put, great. Put in the work. Yeah. No, and our one-year-old, it's his first year. It was his first year trick-or-treating, but we didn't let him eat any of the candy. So he just went basically around the neighborhood collecting sugar for me. Oh, great. nice. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Well, cool, man. Uh, it's been awesome to have you on the show. I'm, I'm excited to get some more flavors going. I find that I just I don't smoke these fast enough. Like I still have the Barry McQueen was my first one. I need to start like getting a collection of of some new ones going. Just wait. You will. Uh, you will. The more you vape, the, the more you will vape, <laughs> and uh, your consumption will go up. I promise. Um, but you'll also end up with this really great collection of flavors that you you know. Maybe, Depending on what mood you're in, you can load up a tank with yeah. you know kind of whatever whatever you want. And what's uh, the what's the shelf life on these? Like, do they last uh, quite a while? Or a year. you can get a year out of it. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, you want to leave them out of sunlight, and sure, you want to sure. leave them capped. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as long as they're out of sunlight, you know, you're a good nine to twelve months is uh, recommended shelf life. That's excellent. You know what? What I what I would really like to see, and I I messed around with this a little bit just because I of where I work and I have the access, but I it, it's not I, I'm not very good at it. So uh, what I would like to see, I don't know if maybe I just throw this idea out there, is uh, some native weed strain flavored uh, e cigs. So they don't have the the THC or anything in it, but they taste like weed. Like I want Jack Herrera, but I want nicotine in an e cig, but I want the flavor of of the cannabis plant. So. so interestingly enough, I know a guy here in California that's working on that. So really? He's pulling terpenes out of the cannabis. Oh, interesting. Perfecting the flavor and then reintroducing the terpenes back into a non-cannabinoid solution. Interesting. Uh, so the, the interesting thing is for someone like you, you're like, yeah. And for the vapors, they're like, wait, Why? Because weed but, tastes good, yo. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. There are people out there that, that like those flavors. But for my side of the industry, the majority of them are saying, well, why would I do that when I can have something that tastes like strawberry milk? Or why would I do that when I can have pound cake or cornbread? So there is a market for that. I think yeah. as our two industries kind of come together, which I think is going to happen over the next couple of years. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities and a lot of the, the same people. Going forward, I know when I my uh, we're we're having a baby here uh, in the next like in January. And, well, thanks, man. Uh, every time we go somewhere, I do I grab like my two vape pens and then my my craft vapory vape, and like I'm I'm good to go. No, you know, can't smoke in the car with the pregnant lady there, so gotta have vape pens. It's very uh, it's very handy. Yeah, I like it. So, all right. Well, Josh, it's been awesome having you. We'll definitely have to get you back on uh, as you guys start developing new stuff. And uh, maybe sometime after your new website launches, we'll have you back on and uh, we'll talk about it. I would love that, Matt. And, um, you know, if any of your uh, your community wants to check out Craft Apery, we obviously invite you guys to come over www.craftapery.com. You can find us on Facebook and our Facebook group. We are craft vapors. We've also got a fan page just at craft vapory. Um, there are constantly new coupon codes uh, at the top of our website and in, uh, in our Facebook channel. So grab a coupon code. If you can't find one, hit one of our admins up and we'll give you one. And, you know, I'd love for, for your listeners and viewers to, to check us out, especially those of you that are smokers. Um, we'd like to give you an alternative to those, uh, those combustible tobacco cigarettes you're using. That's good stuff. We'll put links to all that stuff in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. Of course, their site is craftvapory.com for subscriptions and for just the one time I just want to buy a flavor. I just need a part for my pen. I need, you know, whatever you need. They got you covered. So, Josh, it's been awesome, man. Thank you very much. 
Oh, thank you, Matt. It's been my pleasure. Josh Crane, COO and co-founder of Craft Vapory. Uh, before we wrap this up, I got a few reviews I wanted to mention over on Stuff Stoners Like. And I'll show you guys this since we're doing these in video. You can check this out. Uh, just posted today is the OG Chem review. So you can check that out. Gorilla Glue, uh, Lemon OG, some White Nightmare. Those are the latest four. And then there should be a Chernobyl review coming up soon. Um, you should definitely check out these pictures. I'll just show you real quick here. Uh, of the OG Chem, this is a Fat Panda strain over at Grow Up Farms. Uh, and it's an 8 out of 10, as you can see here. Just very, very tasty. Great trichome growth, great calyx to leaf ratio. It tastes good, smelled good. It was damn fine cannabis, definitely. Stuff Stoners Like. So check that out over there at stuffstonerslike.com. A couple stories I wanted to talk about. Uh, in Ohio, they're saying that a four year old girl is becoming the new face of medical marijuana there. Uh, they. Her name's Addison Benton, uh, playing around the clock for weeks across Ohio, yet here in the suburb of Denver, uh, they are, they say that they've, uh, she has seizures, right? She battles epilepsy, uh, and cannabis helps. Been doing some patches, looks like, uh, with THC in them and CBD, and it's definitely been helping, so... It's really cool there. Uh, when cannabis helps little kids like that, it's it's great. I couldn't imagine having seizures all the time at that age and not being able, you know, having this plant that that can help you and not not maybe being able to uh, to get it. So it's good when when it comes together like that. Uh, Illinois finally laying the groundwork and getting some of their dispensaries to actually start selling cannabis to card holding patients this month this has been like the longest i mean it's awesome that it's happening finally but it seems like it's just taken so long uh it says here they do have one of the strictest medical marijuana programs in the country patients are not permitted to grow their own cannabis although card holding patients will be permitted to possess up to two and a half ounces per 14 day period <laughs> Uh, per the Illinois government uh, website, they say approximately 23,700 citizens have started the Illinois Medical Cannabis Pilot Program patient registry application process since the Illinois Department of Public Health began accepting applications September 2nd, 2014. Of those, approximately 3,500 have submitted a complete application. Uh, the IDPH has issued 2,800 approval letters to register qualifying patients 10 applications for persons under the age of 18 have also been approved. So, uh, the qualifying debilitating or terminal conditions include spinocerebellar ataxia, Tourette's, myoclonus, dystonia, reflex sympathetic dystrophy, uh, dystrophy, uh, complex regional pain syndromes type 1, um, complex regional pain syndromes type 2, neurofibromatosis, chronic inflammatory, demyelinating polyneuropathy, Strogen syndrome, lupus, interstitial cystitis, myasthenia gravis, hydrocephalus, nail patella syndrome, and residual limb pain or the treatment of 
said conditions. So I'm sure I mispronounced most of those, but it's a decent little list. Not bad for one of the strictest medical programs in the country. Uh, Talking about Oregon now, the legalization of recreational marijuana in Oregon is bringing the black market out of the shadows, and for the first time, you don't need a weed card to walk into a pot shop. Marijuana has always been one of Oregon's most lucrative cash crops, and now that it's legal, it's changing the whole state. Uh, Mark Seed, owner of Oregon's finest dispensary, says, I think this puts Oregon on the map. Uh, he was a former nightclub owner, now among new breed of Oregon entrepreneurs making the most of the state's growing marijuana industry. But Oregon is already leading the nation in cannabis production well before legalization. Industry leaders estimate up to 25% of the country's black market marijuana is grown right here in Oregon. Uh, I actually, we made a trip over. We had a friend come in from Florida and we took him around the whole tour of you know buying weed in Washington and buying weed in Oregon. Uh, and we went to Astoria, Oregon, and uh, it, just a dispensary, but you know they sell rec there. It, it was kind of interesting. There's a lot of stuff you see that you can't buy, like extracts and edibles and everything, not yet at least. Uh, but then they also, it's it's not like here in Washington where it's like packaged and individually wrapped or in, in you know, it's... In, in Oregon, it's in jars, and they just kind of weigh out what you want, and, and there you go. So, and of course, it, it's very new there, and I'm, I'm sure that's all going to change. But uh, for now, yeah, get to Oregon, buy some weed. Good stuff. So, all right. Well, everyone, it's been a pleasure, of course. As always, hotboxpodcast.com. That's our site. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Definitely check that stuff out over on the website, hotboxpodcast.com. I uh, appreciate listening. You can email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Of course, thanks to Josh Crane, Craft Vapory, craftvapory.com. If you need some e-cig stuff, definitely check it out. Their flavors are great. Their pens work well. We've got the Ego Joytech Ego One here. So still digging it. Still on the same atomizer. Haven't needed a new one or anything. So check that stuff out. Uh, new Attack of the Androids coming up next week. And, of course, thejamhole.com comedy podcast got some new shows there uh check out all the weed reviews over on stuffstonerslike.com and we'll catch you next time thanks for listening if you like if you weed, like this weed, is this where is where you, you need to, to be. Be. <laughs> if you like weed this is where you need to be Bye-bye.